so here we are, uh, um, episode. I don't I don't know which episode this is. In any case, we have the, we have the microphone. We have the microphone at was it was it seventy two episode seventy two? <laughs> Did I get it right? God. By, by episode 72, I'm hoping we're going to be really fucking good at this. Uh, yeah, actually be able to get shit done. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I don't know about y'all, but I'm trying to pull my weight over here. I don't know. Yeah, but that's like 30 pounds. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, this is the Poxwalker here with HP. Good I to have see been you back. Summoned back from the deep. I've been and and good thing that you have. And also, cheers. Hey, May you fight long and well, John, May aka he, she well. who thirsts. Let's have some Always. fun today. Okay, John. Yep. You're an awesome co-host, and I think you've done enough of this. I'm gonna step back. Let's see your intro game. Start Whoa. the show. Whoa. Okay. Well, um. Fuck, thrown on this. This is why they call it a cold open. Is that why they call it? Okay. Um, well, welcome to the show. We got uh, we got three things for you. We got games, we got music, and we got drinks. Um, we're gonna talk about all three of those. We got a new game, and this is a new drink on the table too, isn't it? Incidentally, Jean, what's the name of the show? Oh, Breakup Gaming Society. Yeah. Well, welcome, welcome, BSG. All day long. Yeah. All year long. All millennium long. Yeah. All eon, which I think is just like two millennia. <laughs> is, is that, is, is that the art like stick we're using? Yeah. Okay, good. Yep. To the end of time, and then our ghosts are just going to keep doing this shit for the rest of our lives. Probably. Perfect. Not yeah. bad. Uh, we'll be back in just a second with Drink of the Week. Nice cool. work. Thank you. Drink of the Week. That's right, you heard the bumper. This is the Pox Walker here with Jean and HP, here to talk about the drink of the week. I was feeling celebratory today, so I splurged. Is there any reason why? Wouldn't happen to be my birthday coming up, huh? That, actually, um, I I forgot to tell you this. I moved everybody's birthday to June 25th. (laughs) Whoa. God damn it, you should have let me know. Uh, Sorry, it's just... Wait, 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 you're telling me I'm 30 now? What the fuck? (laughs) I, I don't know. I'm just saying that I can't have birthdays clogging up the calendar that all makes year sense. long. I mean, it's it's practical. So now it's everybody it's is happy I, fucking birthday, and then I can I think it. about something else. <laughs> but uh, yes, yeah, what's the real reason? Um, I am excited about your upcoming birthday, and yeah, we're gonna party. especially as long as, oh my lord, it's gonna be <laughs> uglier than a bucket of assholes. Um, uh, and but also. We, Breakup Gaming Society is about to have a Southern Command post. Knock on wood. Mexico? In, Tri- in Trinidad, Colorado. Trinidad, okay, close. Um, your humble host is trying to buy a home down there. We're going to be running half the episodes up here and then half down there in Southern Dope. HQ. That's going to be awesome. Uh, it's premature celebration because I just told you, too, about the interesting yes. things in the inspection yeah, report. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But just the, the same, teams. I bought a bottle of... Codigo 1530 Reposado Tequila. And let's just do the, the thing and toast and, and yeah. talk about it. Yeah. May you fight long and well. May you fight long and well. What do you think, HP? I mean, honestly, that's... 
I, I've had tequila straight from Mexico. My stepdad's full-blooded, born and raised in Chihuahua. That is the closest that's I've gotten. Not, Hold on, that's a, that's a dog. No, that's well, a place, Chihuahua's too. A dog. It's a dog. You'd be surprised. You'd it, be surprised. It's not that complicated. His dad used to breed chihu- chihuahuas. <laughs> okay. okay, now I'm on board. Gotcha. But no, I, I will say this. This Explains is the closest I've been able to find to that, to that legitimate Mexican tequila on American soil. Nice. Cool. That's, yeah, that's a good compliment. John, what up? It's smooth. It mm-hmm. goes down real easy. Uh, that's for sure. Like a little, yeah, little too fast. Yeah, <laughs> there's not much bite on it at all. Um, it, let me let me taste it again. Let me yeah, let yeah me take your good. time. And, and while you're sort of marinating on your impressions, my my first sip of this is one, unlike uh, some of the recent very good añejos we've had like Maestro de Bell yes. double 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 yep double yep. or uh, Suavecito añejo yep. those had almost a, a a sweet caramely note in the middle yeah this one and harder to put down for some reason I don't know what it was and when this one uh, the bo- it's the body is extreme. I think that's my, might be what it is it's it's very light it's um, I brought up earlier how it's kind of the smell it's very much nasally. Like, the aroma just goes, like, right up your, your fucking nose like horseradish. Like, like a treble. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Like a tre- yeah. But not it's, like, a- it's like walking into a cigar room. Yeah, like an like old, old hotel. <laughs> you get that nice, like, kind of sweet, smoky the second you open the doors to that place. Okay. Like, it, like it doesn't, doesn't really smack you in the face, but it's just, it's... Yeah. What, what I experience with this is... That- when I first get to sip first, I get a, a nice note of what I think is like the agave just coming right up front. Yep. Then the the middle, where I usually get the, the caramel or deeper notes, to me yep. is a little absent. And yes, it's light. But it's then light. the finish is like, ah. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it's like a, a Mexican sorcerer figured out how to turn velvet into a vapor and then waft it through an agave plant. I love that. And, and you're drinking that. I love that. I, I, Honestly, with as much as you've already had to drink, I'm amazed that you got that out correctly. <laughs> and uh, Jean owes me ten bucks. Shit. <laughs> God damn it. You said I was going to bungle that. Fuck. And then uh, halfway through, I was like, come on, you got this. You got this line. <laughs> Shit. Should have been, like, looking at you like all derp-faced or something, like throwing you off. Yeah, you could, yeah. Right. Uh, if, ten bucks. I'm never going to see that Next ten time, bucks. I'm just going to, like, throw my dick on the table and then... And then have you go through then. Or or, or you walk up like uh, Dark Knight Rises and you just plop it right on their shoulder and go, <laughs> you feel in charge. Yes. <laughs> anyway, that was uh, Drink of the Week, Codigo 1530 Reposado. Um, I'm giving that uh, uh, 20 high hand jobs out of five stars. I would agree with that. Seconded. Per- mm-hmm. Perfect. We'll be back in just a moment where HP is going to lead us through a new, brand new game of the week. Should be should be a bright, sunny game, honestly. That's should what I'm good. I'm counting yeah. on it. Yeah. Happy, uh, happy game. Adios. Game of the week. All right, guys, this is HP, the Terror from the Deeps, introducing the game of the week. And this week, uh, we've got something I played, shit, probably six, seven years ago at least. And it's a little card game called Gloom. So, if I may... What's up? I've read reviews of it over the years, okay, and it's nice. supposed to be quite good. I'm glad you brought it. 
Yeah, it's one of those, like, it was It was kind of, I was in a game shop, and it caught my eye, because the art style is super dark, and it's all just very, black and white, very, very gothic. Yeah, yes. No, it's Ever, the same illustrator. Poe, it's very Poe. Uh, exactly. No, it's the same Edgar illustrator Allen, who did all the gory books. Mm. Are you talking the scary stories to tell in the dark, or? Uh, the gory books. Uh, th- it's an author named Gory, and oh. All, oh. all his books are about the... You know, it was right. A to Z, That's except right. it was all about all the kids who got poisoned That's and fell in right. wells. I remember yeah. that. Which also informs the theme of this game. HP, tell us yeah. how it works. Yeah. So with this, it's it's kind of your basic uh, card deck building, okay. stuff like that. Nice. So each, each player starts out with a family of five. I had yeah. to double check there. <laughs> family of five. And basically what happens is... Uh, you have to put your family through as much misfortune as you possibly can. Okay. Is this a simulation? Okay. Right. So, you <laughs> basically, so basically like what reality. you are trying to do is you are trying to kill off your family because nice. the first p- family to die is that player wins. You know, I think I might be really good at this because I was <laughs> horrible at that... Um, Oregon Trail game. <laughs> like, oh shit! They were all dying. Uh, <laughs> and but the problem is, is you can fuck it up for the other players because you can have good things happen to them. Okay. And so everything like runs. Everything runs on a point system. So, you know, all the bad cards. It's like negative ten, negative fifteen, and then it's the exact opposite. You can say, oh hey, you went to the carnival and got a balloon. Here's plus ten points. So you want to make the least amount of points, including negative. Basically, basically it's golf. Basically, yeah, what cool. you were trying to do is yeah, lowest uh, score. Well, not zero, right? But lowest score. If you're you, below zero in golf, you're a badass. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, true, true. But uh, yeah, basically, you are trying to go for the lowest score possible. And you are trying to make your family as miserable as possible so that they just decide to fucking off themselves. I also want to say, cool. um, John, I got your family health insurance. Oh, good. okay, good. No, not... Oh, with this game? God damn it. <laughs> you fucking bastard. God damn it. Fuck. Uh, no, I, I love... Uh, the, the the cards are all translucent plastic, which is mm-hmm. so yeah, such a fine. cool design. Yeah, that what you can fine. do, so basically what happens is... Say you oh, attach a card to somebody, you basically the put the right card. There. You don't have to fan them out. You, just, you don't yeah. have to fan anything out. You can see through the cards. It, it oh. is what it's we beautiful. refer to as a single stack dashboard, and no, you may not touch it. <laughs> so we're gonna. So um, HP is gonna teach us this game, and I think our plan is to revisit it in the outro and, and share notes. Yeah. So HP, uh, let, let's let's learn this goddamn game where we kill a family. Yeah, let's let's do it. I'm I'm learning again with you guys, so. Cool. Let's hope it goes smoothly. I'm a patient and inebriated man. <laughs> We're going to be back in just a sec with Track of the Week. Track of the Week. Hello, this is the Poxwalker. We're going to talk about Track of the Week. So I'm going to get on some old guy shit. Indulge me for a second. Two of my favorite late Golden Age albums were 21 and Over by the Alcoholics, cool. who were uh, Tash, J. Rowe, and E. Swift. And also, uh, that was 91-ish, 92. And then in 93 or 4, the Beat Nuts. Okay, yeah. Who are a couple of uh, Latino guys from Corona, Queens. I think you've, ta- I think you've talked about them before. I know. They, they were, I, yeah. There's that, there's that click in my mind of recognizing the name, at least. They released an album called uh, Street Level. They were dope, dope producers. 
check me here if you want, but I think before that they used to produce tracks for like Tribe Called Quest. So they were really good at the mix nice. board. Once we have like a, a Twitter following and all that, believe me, we'll we'll get checked on those. Any dates, anything that we say wrong, we'll get fucking checked. So and the, the thing you like is, is because of our, our, our brand guidelines, none of it will matter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll even fuck with you. Like, look it up. We were just saying to fuck with you. So you do the extra work and comment below. Right. <laughs> and and um, at, at like the, subscribe. We don't really fucking care at this point. Exactly. <laughs> Actually, unsubscribe, please. Yeah, exactly. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> that's that's more or less the ethos. So, and I love these two albums because a they had great production. I believe yep. a lot of uh, Twenty One and Over, um, the Alcoholics were broken. It was all overshadowed by uh, Dr. Dre's The Chronic when he where he broke the snoot. But almost gotcha. the same year, another veteran gangster rapper mm-hmm. named King T re- released an album called The Triflin Album and his producer was DJ Pooh and <laughs> DJ Pooh knew what he was doing too and they, yeah. he, he broke the alcoholics on that album Okay. and uh, J-Ro and Tash are two of those entertaining MCs they sort of have like um, uh, I'm a killer MC slash party drunkard vibe Nice. and the Beat Nuts who are producers but had a decent pen game kind of had we're killer rapists, thugs, slash party dudes. Whoa, okay. A little bit more ICP there. Uh, Insane Clown Posse? No. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but, but incredible. So a few years ago, I it's like, are any of these guys still alive? A yeah. lot of the reason I like the hip hop of that time is those, those dudes are my age. Yes. When, 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 J, when like the first song they do on the King T album where J Rose says, it seems like I've been rapping since my birth in 69, I'm like, yeah. oh. <laughs> and I'm like, are any of these dudes still alive or doing anything? Yeah. And I, I Googled them, and it turned out the alcoholics and the beat nuts had teamed up to form a grumpy, middle-aged, underground hip-hop supergroup called the Lick Nuts. Whoa, <laughs> Lick Shit. Nuts? That's Shit. hilarious. Nothing, awesome. nothing much ever came of it, ah. but they uh, they were supposed to do a tour. I was watching, but the tour never happened. But they did do some tracks. One of them was called Grumpy Old Crocodile. Okay. And and on it, uh, both uh, Juju and Psycho Less from the Beat Nuts rap, along with Tash, J. Rowe, and E. Swift from the Alcoholics. They all get verses over Holy this shit. track that has a really... Um, they put, they leave the fried chicken on the sample. Yeah. The chorus, yeah, yeah. I just played it for you. It's from an old folk or kids song where they sing about the grumpy old crocodile. <laughs> That's dope. But the theme of the verses are also kind of like, I'm an old, cranky, middle-aged rapper who still likes to get down. Gotcha. Check out, okay. and, and this is my favorite. This is Exhibit A. The first guy to jump off is Juju from the Beat Nuts. Okay. And I identify with this verse more than any other verse in rap. Here we go. Whoa, okay. Fuck me, my oatmeal's cold and lumpy. Today I had to pay a dirty whore to hump me. Left me with a rash on my short and bumpies. I'm going to kill it, alcohol and Humphreys. Top of that, I'm a massive junkie. Only got one friend, that's a plastic monkey. Mr. Bitter, nigga, old and grumpy. Yo, Tash, get a little nigga, that shit funky. That's sick. That's just degenerate. That's- and awesome. <laughs> I, I, I love it. It's like, on top of that, I'm a massive junkie. Yeah. Only got one friend. That's a plastic monkey. Fucking love it. Nice. And, yeah. uh, and he comes back uh, in late. And plus, his vocal style is He kind of does this, uh, I'm dehydrated, blah, blah, rap slow. He, does, he doesn't sound like the, uh, the, the juju of, of, of the 1990s, and that's fine. Yeah. And there's a video where they're all goofing and pretending to 
um, to bench press like Corona beers and stuff. It's it, it's funny middle middle it, age. It, it's cool. dad jokes and hip hop basically. And some sick beats too. And, and yeah, no, like I love the back beat. beat. The yeah. back and beat to that so, is fucking. So now we're going to set up. Um, everybody has a verse in here. Matter of fact, Juju actually gets two verses in here. But the only okay. thing we're going to listen to before we break is J Row from the Alcoholics. His verse. It's going to be fun. Here it comes. Yeah, fuck that shit. I ain't having this. Yo, yo. Down and out in the hood, still up to no good. Stingray got Steve Irwin before I could. They turned all my cousins into bags and boots. In crowded elevators, I just laugh and poop. Bite a bitch on the leg and start twisting around. I piss on the ground, cause I'm pissed at the ground. I'm pissed, I don't care. I piss in your head. Then I shit in your chair with my fist in the air. Holy smokes. I thought the other line was degenerate. That's degenerate <laughs> shit. I fucking love it. I love it. I, pi- oh I piss God. at the ground because I'm pissed at, at the, the ground. ground. Yeah. I piss in your hair because I don't care. I'll shit in your chair with my fist in the air. Yep. And, and Didn't he say he was going to shit in a, an elevator? It, they, they turned all my cousins into bags and boots. In crowded elevators, I just laugh and poop. Yeah, it's fucking mm-hmm. great. And it's, it, and it's just a bunch of the middle-aged <laughs> underground legends having fun <laughs> on a record. And, fucking, and, yeah. And it awesome. shows. So there we go. That was track of the week. Hell yeah. uh, I am the Pox Walker. Yeah. That was Grumpy Old Crocodile featuring the Lick Nuts. Um, we're more or less done. We're going to come back with an outro later to share yeah. our impressions of Gloom. And then, yeah, you're left to your own devices. Adios. As is often the case, um, we got drunk and forgot to do all the segments. Uh, Bartimew materialized, Shell and Tweak materialized, and we, uh, we played a second round of Gloom and forgot there was a microphone in the room. It became a backdrop for just debauchery. Um, I, I begin these podcasts as Poppy, and I end it as the child who has to be told the night's over. Uh, Jean uh, is my is you know I'm sort of his her tutor in the beginning and then they're my minder <laughs> by the end of the night but I, I wanted to t- come back and talk a bit about gloom because it was the first chance I got to play it neat neat game um, first of all I wanted to come back and smell my own turds because uh, I won uh, as you lay out the cards. Um, that represent the family with which you're going to burden with misery. Uh, there, there's the only tough part of the game is really getting your head around uh, what the various cards do. There are some that you know accelerate your path to victory, meaning you know uh, one of your family has something awful happen to them, or you can make good stuff happen to others. And there's a sort of uh, End game. We have to recognize when when it's time to make a harvest of sorrow and and cash your family out and put them in the ground uh, at, at the right time before your opponents can respond, uh, which I was able to do. Uh, what's kind of neat. You know, we often say that when we play these kind of strategy games that you have to play once, two, maybe three times to get your head around the mechanics and and then you know maybe fourth play 
after that, you're you, then you're playing for strategy. But the game seemed, after you get your head around the cards, I was able to sort of grasp what it was about by the second or third turn. Um, again, when the others showed up, uh, I, I sat out, but they played again. And uh, I hope it's back on our table before long. Anyway, that's the outro. We promise to try to not be so drunk that we don't forget to do the whole podcast in one sitting. Until then, this is the Pox Walker saying, may you fight long and well. <laughs>